It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. You're here. You did it. You're here. You're thinking, okay. Week after week, these guys are telling me stop investing so much in the word content. But week after week, these guys are so in love with culture. They're very cultural people. What is the contradiction in the heart of the title of this very show? Well, don't worry about it. We'll get to it. We'll get through all of that. We've got some content to look at, and today we have someone who is a caged animal of sorts. He spent a week, in his words, weirdly looking forward to the show. And we need to we need to let him off the, the leash. But but he wants he wants a nice clean ten minutes on Michael J. Fox first, which I'm just I'm just quoting all his pre pod chat at the moment. Christopher, why don't you introduce yourself? You're saying you're you're high off work. You need to start coming down. You need to be high on the pod. What are we saying? I'm gonna say cheers. Yeah. It's 4.30 and I've started <laughs> drinking. <laughs> this is going to be a good episode. Fantastic. It's, it's been that sort of day at work. And what do I do when I'm not stressed at work? Listen to Ed Sheeran. So it's been one of those sorts of weeks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> what a week. The sun's coming out. We're getting closer to summer. And um, I've had a documentary about a beloved actor who um, had a terrible disease. And you've had uh, the new album from... Probably one of the most successful British artists of the last few decades to listen to. We've got lots and of I'm stuff to talk about. I'm trying desperately not to compare an album to a disease. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> I didn't even. I was like, please. We do not. Hashtag review one thing. This is the bind you get in uh, making these connections. So, okay. Before before we get to Sorry, it, just we on. might need to go back and cut that. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Before we... oh, I mean, God. hey, you're about to elaborate on it because we're gonna get to your review, and yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tease it, okay? Because mm-hmm. even at the end of last week, he started being very open, Mister Anusis, about how he even felt about the pitch during the week. This man has been sending me text <laughs> upon text. Complaint upon complaint, angry, upset, and uh, just awful meme after awful meme, gif, just of like being fed up about this pick, right? <laughs> and I have, and, this, and the little tease I'm going to give you before we get to it, I think he might be bluffing. Ooh, is it a work? <laughs> is it a work? I think it could be a work, so we'll get to it now. <laughs> a lot of my guests was then going to be predicated on how he reacted to it, and what I got was a big ooh, and that's just too vague. I don't know if that was a giveaway or if that was actually hey, being caught. Your scores should be locked in. Oh, my should be able are... to change them on my reaction. Oh, mate, you know what? That's a good and, shout. And this this might be the one time where yep. we got to be open. I have not been hiding my anticipation or enjoyment of this pitch whatsoever the entire no, week. So no. Jeff should get those spot on, unless I, mean... I was bluffing. 
but or, unless he knows? was bluffing or unless this thing that keeps happening of us having internal reasoning for different picks that the other one is still not quite getting such as chris's whole oh jeff never goes above a certain number for anticipation and i've never thought of it like that but he's got until theory. you did <laughs> i don't know let's see let's see but before we do that i've lost count i can't remember someone needs to give you, a leg up to that you, i think you need to explain to everyone what yes. the hell we're talking about when we talk about pitches and scores and anticipation oh. and all that sort of jazz oh, and great. i'm going to make sure that my timer is not set to 30 minutes and is set to 30 seconds <laughs> i like how you gave so... me bullet points that's good okay <laughs> let, me, let, 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 me, let me rifle them off I'm ready to go. For the uninitiated, I need to give you all a leg up to understand this pod, and I'm ready to go. Three, two, one. Tell him what it's all about, Jeff. Okay, in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you that basically it's two friends. We're both some budding songwriters from back in the day. We appreciate art. We want to chat about it. But the thing that you need to understand if you're uninitiated is week upon week, we give the other an object, an artifact, a piece of artwork, and then it's all about the scores. It's about guessing. What does the other one think? What does the other one feel? How did they feel about being given the thing in the first place, which we call a pitch? How did they feel experiencing it? How did they feel about it afterwards? Hashtag little white lies. Shout out to Truth and Movies, the podcast. Um, and that's where we got our system. And uh, that's what our podcast is about today. Yeah, you know the that 30 seconds stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there was no do-do-do. So I was just like, okay. There was a do-do-do. There was no do do do. That was audible there on my end. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, if a tree falls in the wood, if but an alarm doesn't do do do, yes. I let's... think I need. I think I need to calm down before I've come straight out of work, straight into a pod. I'm a little bit all over the place. Listen, so I, I need to. I need to said... settle. I need to relax. My heart rate needs to come down. So to do that, I think we start with your the pitch I gave you. Yes. To start the pod off, to get me in a good yes. mood, get me in a good yes. mood, Jeff. So okay. I ask you to watch the documentary that just dropped called yeah. "Still," a Michael yeah. J. Fox story, movie, yes. movie, Michael J. Fox movie. I can't remember what the tagline is. It's one of those things. Yeah, but we can sort that out in the show notes. <laughs> anyway, yes, we can. But tell me, you'd like to know how I felt about it. Oh, I'd like to, I'd like to know how you felt about it. Okay, we how are all over the shop it? today, but we're getting there. We we're are, we are fine. <laughs> we're fine. It's good. Well. As as you've already had a sneak peek into the Google Doc, I had I made a lot of notes. This was this was a very fun one to to make notes while watching. It just made me feel a lot of different ways. Um, I recognised the name from the get go of Davis Guggenheim, who made the documentary, and I immediately was like, "I'm in capable hands. This guy knows what to do with a documentary." He made um, the one of uh, an OG documentary called An Inconvenient Truth, Al Gore's film about climate change back in the day. He's made lots of documentaries since. He worked on. Barack Obama's campaign he's done he's just like he's like the pros pro if you were being pitched this Michael J Fox movie the professional response would be let's get Davis Guggenheim on board which he does because it's got professionalism but it's got a lightness of touch it's quite personal but like the amount of archival material that gets folded in very smoothly and seamlessly is just gorgeous to behold so before I get a bit more into it have you seen it Mr Michael J Fox superfan it was my one highlight of the week <laughs> <laughs> Listener, I hope you have your uh, your scores, scores locked, locked in, in because God dang, okay. I mean, mine. Are, but no, I, I mean, I, yeah. I there is no way I wouldn't have enjoyed this documentary. It could sure. be the it could not have been directed by that gentleman that you just said. Sure, sure, sure. And you <laughs> well, were gonna enjoy I was because gonna it's enjoy. your guy. Because it's my guy. But hey, that goes the other way where, no, even if it was your guy, if it was handled really poorly, wouldn't you have been almost like offended on his behalf? Or do you just think as long as he's on screen, you're going to be happy? 
I, I, I don't know. I enjoyed yeah. it. So, <laughs> In the alternate reality where a bad director handled it, I can yeah. see you being like, that's like, you know, a really like... As long like, as they gave me some content. <laughs> and that's the interesting thing, right? Because yeah. so for me, not I'm a fan, but not a super fan. I needed a bit more than just the content, right? Christopher is out here watching some sort of bootleg fan-made footage documentary about Michael J- uh, Michael Jackson, for instance, and he's like, this is the best thing ever, whereas yeah. someone who's not a converted super fan is like, okay, I need a bit more context, and that's why your pick for the Michael Jackson documentary was so good. Yeah. Because that did you, was did, good. So, so um, just to jump in on your yeah. review. Um, Please. Did you enjoy how they, they structured it? So you had sort of talking heads with Michael J. Fox. Yes. But then you also had clips of him in TV shows and movies almost yes. reacting and portraying what he's talking about in his real life yes. as well. It's and, so crazy. Yeah. My, my first thought, firstly, in terms of the form um, and how it uses sort that to like... Together. Yeah, it's a really nice texture of the film that it keeps like telling you real life stuff. And then Michael J. Fox acting in different scenes. A lot, I think, was Family Ties, yeah. um, the sitcom he was on. But it's so fucking good that my a lot of my first reaction was like, how do they have all this? How did, how, <laughs> how did he act so much? I guess because in a, in a very sad way, he hasn't been on our screens as much the last few years. But you forget how much he did do in mm. his career. And it's just it's, there's so much of him and there's so much on point reaction shots or quotes or lines that they were able to use in this and it was fucking charming as fuck i will tell you that so okay let me just dive into the heart of how i felt about it and then we can like take a step back basically i think it was almost too charming it was almost too nice and digestible that by the end it was i I feel like i experienced things there were lots of little takeaways the realism some of that brutality the opening where he's sort of like it really hits you the actual like fuck he's stumbling and he'll fall yeah. and he'll like be a bit embarrassed but he's showing you that i found that so touching and moving and then to me at the end is where i like oh this is how i think i feel about this movie at the end they sort of like had a bit of family scenes and they tied together a bit of a thing to do with the word still and it was like i've never really been still all my life but this disease forced me to be still and then suddenly they're all holding hands as family on the on mm. the beach and i was like oh the hold on that was a bit quick and just it's so polished and so professional. And for me, there was something about like... Could have done with quite... some grit, couldn't it? Well, I don't... I mean, it's a, it's a sensitive topic, right? Because at the end of the day, if he wants to present his story in that way, I feel quite sympathetic to that. And in a way, um, he's going to get a bigger audience talking about Parkinson's, talking about yeah. what he's been through. There's a lot of plus sides to making it as digestible as it was. For instance, like I would feel a lot more comfortable to recommend this. If I just yeah. saw the, it's about Parkinson's, I'd be like, oh... That might not be for everyone. Now I've seen it. I think I could recommend it to anyone. But for me personally, I think they could have made an even darker film because like I actually found some of the more disturbing real life stuff quite thrilling in a way, just because mm. it's like so cool that he's showing you behind the door. They get into like how he actually was a bit of an alcoholic for a while. Oh, my favorite. And this is where like sometimes I worry about how podcasts, <laughs> funnily enough, <laughs> have actually deformed my sense of like enjoying an artwork when they were just showing the interview segments of literally him talking to the guy and they would include the interview of Dave, uh, the audio of Davis Guggenheim, the director talking to him and mm. he'd interrupt and he'd ask a question. And there was this really great exchange about like, hey, Michael, are you in pain? And he's like, yeah, it's intense pain, it's searing pain. And he's like, you've never said I'm in pain during this. And he's like, what am I going to do? Lead with it? And it was just a really funny <laughs> little exchange. And I'm like, sure, they had so many of those. And sometimes uh, when I make these uh, demands of the art I want, it seems like I just want, it seems like I just want the three, four hour unedited cut of those two talking. Because yeah, I yeah. really, I did like that. In terms of what they made out of it, all the raw material, they sculpted something lovely and yeah. awesome. 
and I, like I said, I'd recommend it to anyone. But like sometimes I was like, oh, wait, you've, you've gone back to charming me too quickly. Stay a yeah. bit more in the discomfort. That was that was my main takeaway. I, I, I found it really interesting because I read his book, Lucky Man, many, yes. many, many, many years ago. Many years and ago. And as soon as it started, it starts yes. with him sort of reading back. Uh, re- basically, he's basically reading the chapter that I think is in the book about yes. when he first wakes up and he discovers that his fingers moving and he can't stop it from shaking and all that sort of stuff. And as soon as right. I started hearing that, I was like, I recognise this. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. They've, they've also got him almost reading passages from his book as well, as yes. which are narrated over the top of it, as well as the talking heads, as well as shots from movies, as well as just shots of him in everyday life trying to get by. And yeah. you've got a lovely little bit that you've written in the Google Doc about mm. his exchange with a lady when he falls over near her. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah, yeah. Just the, if you ag- the just, exact, yeah. <laughs> the exact dialogue is um, he's like just walking past and he's got his, his personal trainer dude who helps yeah. him. Um, is like to me like the secret hero of this movie he comes across as just very empathetic and awesome um and uh he passes someone with a dog he's going hey how you doing to the dog like michael j fox is the man he's just so that's the main thing you take out of this movie to have something like this happen to you and to be still very in love with life is just a really nice charming thing to be exposed to for 90 minutes so trust me my complaints are quite minor but they are significant anyway in this exchange he's talking about uh he falls down and he just, his first reaction is that happened. And the person who was just like saying hi to him, who just met a celebrity is like, you okay? He's like, I'm okay. And then the woman's like, okay, nice to meet you walking away. He's like, nice to meet you. You knocked me on my feet and makes her laugh. Like his whole thing is always making people laugh. I really like, I found it so insightful into his personality and resilience that he spoke really highly of his family, basically roasting him and how that's actually how he fell in love with his wife in the first place to go back even further that she sort of had a go at him when he was at his, you know, too big for his uh, boots stage of celebrity that she sort of like poked through that by like calling him a dick, basically. And he said that's when he fell in love with her. And similarly, he's like, oh, if I was just getting overloaded with sympathy and poor baby, you okay? you're so brave. He'd hate that. And it shows them just teasing him for taking forever to get back to text. And Mm. um, they just roast him. And he like to that's for him it's love and humor is honesty. You don't overthink humor. That even Mm. reminds me and links back to him auditioning for for family ties and getting them to laugh and how profound a moment that was for him after a few years of struggling. That's another thing I didn't know. The years of struggle, the actual, mm. like, I don't have enough money. I'm literally taking ketchup packets with me to eat for the day. He got broke as fuck, this guy. I did he not did. know about that. Him. Yeah. About, I did not know that about him. I'm getting very excited. There was a lot in this movie I did there like. There was a lot. That, yeah. Um, it, it was really... I, 90 minutes, man. Yeah, man. 90, 90 minutes, minutes man. Maybe give us the director's cut as a separate <laughs> option when we have time. But well, that's was, funny. Yeah, you can't yeah. please me apparently because if it was super long, I'd be like, "Oh, they could have uh, done a nice ninety minute cut." <laughs> but yeah, there's loads of great stories in there. There's also the story of how basically day and night he was recording his sitcom and back to the first Back to the Future movie back yes. to back, and they had a nice little way of cutting that together of showing he was like he literally had a driver dropping him off, picking him up, taking him from one place, taking him to another place. Yeah, he'd be recording the sitcom during the day and then off we off to shoot Back to the Future afterwards as well. That's, um, a, that's an, um, one of the more amazing sort of um, young stars about to break in their mm-hmm. biggest role stories ever of him doing yeah. both of those at the same time. Like, uh, it's hard to imagine. And like, uh, yeah, that's 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 like, uh, that's an OG. That's like Michael Jackson recording um, yeah. off the wall or something. Like, that's the OG story of Michael J. Fox that he was able to pull off both. It's still mad to me to like go back to the Back to the Future episode that they fucking had Eric Stoltz on it for that long. Because <laughs> yeah. imagine you find out years later they were interested in you. Yeah. So he was filming, what was it? He was filming Family Ties. Was he? No, he was filming Teen Wolf. 
And then down the road, it, there's a there's a moment in that documentary where he says that I'm filming yeah. Teen Wolf, some B movie weird horror thing, which actually yeah, yeah, yeah. becomes a cult classic. Right, um, exactly. And then down the road, he goes, Steven Spielberg's just filming Back to the Future with Robert yeah. Zemeckis or whatever. Yeah. And it's just funny that that was all happening and he wasn't involved. And, well, the, yeah. and the story that he went to his <laughs> um, producer at Family Ties and apparently yeah. they asked for Michael J. Fox and they said there's no way that he can do both at the same time. Right, but they were right. so unhappy with Eric Stoltz doing it that they then called... Michael J. Fox in and said, actually, here's a script. We we said you wouldn't be available, but they still really want you. Yeah. Are you able to do it? I'd be pissed off that they didn't tell me about that the first time round. That's Dude, what I exactly. find fascinating. Yeah, right? I'd be like, how the fuck didn't you tell me? I guess in a way you're so grateful that you fucking got to cling on to this opportunity. You just, okay, okay, great. Let me just get on the fucking set. <laughs> and the fact that they then, they must have so um, uh, significantly changed the shooting schedule just to accommodate him. Like, it's fucking yeah. sick. It's I awesome. Wish- like my complaint with Last Waltz, I wish yep. they had little captions up to tell me what movies I was seeing these clips of. Sometimes because, I felt that. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what is this weird army movie with Michael J. Fox <laughs> that <laughs> they kept um, flashing to? I think that's, yeah, that's that's one of his, like, I think it's Casualties of War. Yeah, it's Casualties of War, which is a Brian De Palma wow. film from 1989. <laughs> I recognise that because I do remember he feels a bit out of place in that one. That one feels like a pretty, like, I'm I trying to be I a serious he, actor. He looked, he looked really angry at the other that's army man. <laughs> He did. He had a frown on, which is very weird for Michael uh, J. Fox back then. But then I saw a clip of a movie called The Frighteners, which I always forget was a movie that I watched so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually um, really rated that film back in the day. I really like that film. And And then I forget it exists, and then I hear about it. I go, "Yeah, that was a good movie." (laughs) It's one of those. Was a good movie, and for me, that movie is. It's one of the uh, few like older Michael J. Fox movies, right? He's Mm. older in it. So he's clearly got his Parkinson's by then because as as previously discussed, it's only in his late 20s this actually all happens, yeah. right? So for quite a few years, I've got a really funny parallel for you. For quite a few years, um, a really big part of the story I didn't fully realise was how much he hid this. Yeah. And I get that, I sort of got that he hid it. I didn't get that he hid it and put together that he was still working so much as an actor and trying not to... That I can't like... Again, something they could have delved into even more deeper. It's just like, that's fucking mad. There's this fighter, right? Mm. His name is Michael Bisping. He's an English fighter. He eventually became the first ever British fighter to become a UFC champion, right? By the time he finally got his chance to fight for the title, he was banged up as fuck. He kept losing his title shots. He kept losing the the number one contender matchups. And then finally he got a shot. He pulls it off. It's a big glorious moment. What we find out years later is, in the process of getting there, the amount of times he got banged up and he got beaten up, he actually got so much damage to his eye, he had to get his eye removed. So by the what? time he had the headline fight, he had a fake eye in there that no one was aware of. And to me, it's a funny parallel, but hear me out. The fact so that it's Michael- a parallel. <laughs> <laughs> it just came to mind when, like, he's. Can, can you think of a more pressured uh, spot to be in as a performer than, like, mm. sitcom with a live audience day after day, night after well, night? Well, th- this, this was City. the bit I found fascinating. So mm. he's doing Spin City. So he's mm. he's he's got Parkinson's. He's gone around the world and done tried to do movies and hide and drink himself yeah, away from was, it. Yeah. His family get angry and basically say, look, you need to sort yourself out. And he's like, well, actually, I could just come back, do a sitcom, do television, which is what I grew up doing. And therefore I can stay and then we can spend time together. And I've got like a, a strict schedule that I can stick to. Mm. But then he's doing Spin City and then he panics about, actually, I'm in front of a live audience. I've got 
10, 15 minutes in front of them. I can't move. I've got to do these takes and no one still knows that he has Parkinson. So if he's getting mm. symptoms or he needs to take his drugs or top it up and stuff like that, he's in these really awkward situations. I found that all rather Crazy. fascinating. And, and then, then they showed all these <gasps> clips from Spin City where you're like, oh shit. Yeah. You can, you, when, you, when you notice it and you can see yeah. it. Yeah. And it's basically, um, I'm right in remembering, it's basically the left arm that yeah. would... He, that would really affect him, right? So the first couple of clips they show it, I'm almost like, oh, did I just imagine that it almost yeah. tremored? And, and then, he's always looking at his watch. He's always looking at his watch. He's always yeah. looking at his watch. There was yeah. one where he's got his arms crossed and underneath the crossed arms, you can see his arm flailing. It's like, bro, can, like, yeah. can you get more hiding in plain sight? It's crazy. And so no one just, knew. <laughs> this is the thing. It was just a thing he was doing. Yeah, it was just like a bit of a new physical affectation. Like, yeah, to, yeah and he, the, the panic he must have felt, bless him. And then they show when he came out and broke the story and it made a lot of news um i th i really wanted like a bit more on the the first spin city they shot after that yeah. like imagine being part of that audience that must have felt so cool what a big moment oh another little tidbit this is something i'm definitely going to go back not quite enough time to do all the mm. research but like it turns out there's a rabbit hole out there for michael j fox on the david letterman show that guy really? had good chemistry david letterman clips were all over this documentary and it's just over the years when he was first breaking out as a star yeah. during the parkinson's reveal long after they had a really good chemistry um so that's that's another little rabbit hole for me oh and i really like this shout out for us two especially because we're fucking cultural critics out here now mm. um ebert and siskel and ebert the two film critics they first showed them as sort of um they're like to signify how successful he was doing so they're doing their imagine having an actual show on television back in the day reviewing movies i guess it's like we had jonathan ross back yeah. in the day i don't think they have it anymore what do they call it film with jonathan ross i don't remember but it was like a mainstream show siskel and ebert reviewing and they both loved back to the future pretty much every film after was not yeah he, he, he started he started um yeah flops were uh piling up there for a hot minute it's quite interesting i didn't realize that part either that there were quite yeah, a few... i think i went down a wormhole many years ago after i read the book to yeah. find some yeah. of these movies and i was like Yep. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, all, they're a Michael J. Fox vehicle. He became the Michael J. Fox vehicle guy for a while. Yeah. But no, listen. Oh, that, that to, to put it all together and put a bow on this, what really finally clicked for me was at the end when it said, because I vaguely recognised the opening lines too, when it said at the end, based on the books, I thought, hmm. oh, okay. So it's not just like the new chapter. It's actually like an all-encompassing, more digestible version of the books Plus, there is something more affecting to a lot of the stuff he deals with in the books to see it in person. And to yeah. me, the most affecting stuff is him managing just walking and tremoring and falling. And no, I tell a lie. The most affecting stuff is all the interactions with his wife. That relationship yeah. is amazing. Tracy is amazing. Um, she is. And uh, I mean, just taking the piss out of him because he can't send a text message. It's just like it, like his daughter's just like rinsing it, him. It's just mean. But... Yes, it, but the amount it cuts to his face, right? And the amount yeah. of joy on his face to just be involved in family banter is beautiful. And yeah. uh, before I reveal my scores now, after your guesses, if it was just Michael J. Fox as a person you have learned about through this documentary, it would be fives across the board. Yeah. In terms of being overly full of praise and overly happy, I guess the one thing that did occur to me is a little niggle is like. How about people with Parkinson's out there who aren't millionaires? How are they getting by? What's going on with them? And it's not like a go at the movie, but it's just a yeah. thought that occurred to me because it's very as as self-effacing uh, as he is. I mean, he's is. created the foundation and the charity listen, as well. Yeah. Listen, an actual 
like a mensch among menches. Nothing against him as a guy, but it just it's a little niggle where like he's like yeah he's a big figure for this. Oh, the amount of awareness, money, research. There's probably no bigger pop rock star in the Parkinson's awareness world, whatever, right? But it did just make me think like if he's struggling that much and he's probably among the most fortunate among us, right? It must be really really tough for some people out there. But what a an awful disease and just his. His attitude, the the contrast I like in Michael J. Fox is he's like almost like to the point where like he's just so adorable, pat his little head, he's a little short guy. And it turns out that something this film reveals is like <laughs> resilient as fuck, tough cookie, right? Yeah. And oh, here's the quote that's going to stay with me because it's like I think he might have got it from his dad, um, but it's part of his just like resilience. I don't give a fuck. I, I I'm going to stay on this. This guy stepped to him in line. And like hmm. he was like, what am I invisible? And like it's just a story about Michael J. Fox actually being a bit tougher than you'd think. As much as he's a nice guy, he won't he won't get walked all over. But one line he said, "I still have a chip in a chair." And the documentarian Davis Guggenheim went, "What does that mean?" I, like, I'd never heard that either. So I'm glad he got him to explain it. I was literally going to Google it because I was like, "What did he just say?" Sometimes with um, the way he speaks, you can't always pick it up on the first listen, right? And a chip in a chair just basically means he's still got a, a chair at the poker table. He's still and got a chip, a chip in his hand. Still got a chip in his hand. It's like, it's not the most. And that's the whole thing. It's like the whole, you know, to, to put a bit of a, a cliche around it, but it's very true. It's just the gratitude mindset, right? What does he still have? And he still had a lot to work with and uh, still had a chip in a chair. And that, I thought that was a beautiful lesson from the film. So <laughs> I underestimated how charmed you would be. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just I thought... say before you guess them, I've never felt, sometimes I'm hovering between the numbers. I've yeah. never felt more locked into my scores. Fuck. Okay. Um, <laughs> I had threes across the board. Interesting. Because I, I thought you'd enjoy it. I thought yeah. I thought you won't you weren't as nerdy as me. I thought yeah. the polished nature might gripe you. Because it one thing we that, have right? to say about anything that Apple TV produces, by the way, you're polished. getting you're getting a quality polished product. And yes. sometimes that's a nice little safety net to go yeah. into with something yeah, right. they're putting out at the moment. You know, you're actually yeah. gonna get something it's not going to be trash. It's going to be well put together. <laughs> well the only produced. Way yeah. Which is oh, why, you know, about... which is why all the big guys, all the Scorsese's and the Ridley Scott's out there. Right. Posting their mark to the Apple TV. Right. Yeah, it's an interesting. Yeah. Listen, at the very we'll come least. Come on to that. that. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, trees across the board. Trees across the board. So I'll talk you through. It was actually, you just got three for afterwards was correct. It was actually, sad to say, it was actually a two in the lead up, but wow. it was a four for enjoyment. And then we chilled out and found our middle you ground. You know afterwards. what? That makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was one of those, you know how we judge it in this way, right? For anticipation. It was one of those where I was like, I love Michael J. Fox. And then I kept thinking about playing it. I was like, oh, like lots of sadness. <laughs> and I'm not sure I want to watch that tonight. Not tonight. It was very late in the day that I watched it, to be fair. So that was okay. a bit of a two. I just had to be honest. Enjoyment during fucking fours all day mate and then yeah afterwards yeah. i was like okay like yeah there's, three, there's, there's not there's not really a downbeat through it to be honest it's it's it pretty it, it's really just it, it the pacing is really good and all that yes. sort of stuff and in a way if i wanted it to be more risky and that's what i like from art sometimes good for me but i don't think that would have necessarily worked for this project so overall i'm super happy with it and, and it now, wouldn't be an apple tv documentary if it was going to exactly. be risky now We'll, we'll get back to, to Christopher's analysis of Apple TV in general and whether they te- they make any risky moves because it feels to... Isn't that what Ted Lasso lives on? And some yep. of these and also lengths, severance, so... Oh, there you go. These episode lengths are risky in themselves, mate, because they're getting mad. But let's let's get to the, <laughs> let's get to what we need to get to. I haven't We haven't brought out this term plant-based meat for a while, but we've had the <laughs> oven on for a while. It's preheated enough. 
This guy sent me three fire emojis before recording today. Let's go. Let's talk about Ed Sheeran's Subtract. And before we do, I will drop one nugget in there for you. You haven't listened to it. I just listened to it. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, Is I need to add to my notes so that I yes, don't forget to them. have my rant about bonus tracks. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll write it down for you. Okay, we'll come back to bonus and tracks. So, so, I need to preface all of yeah. the stuff I'm going to say oh with this is purely just my opinion of the music that Ed Sheeran has created. It's not a spite against Ed Sheeran. It's not anything against him. And I'm going to quote something that I listened to from Radio 6 on the way home from Wales the other day. So Shit. there was a uh, Journeys in Sound documentary, which is on Sunday, which is great. Yep. It's where they sort of interview musicians about uh, songs that soundtrack their highs and lows in life. So Wasn't this the one you couldn't remember who it was, though? Yep. So I looked it up and his <gasps> name is David yeah. Holmes. He's Fantastic. a no Northern Irish musician who scored yes. soundtracks to BBC dramas, including Killing Eve, and also produced albums for like Noel Gallagher and the High Flying Birds. So, mm. but he mm. said something in there, which I think oh, is wow. very, very important to, and I might keep coming back to, to make sure what that I don't this? say anything. And okay. I, I haven't got the exact phrasing of it. So I'm going to sort of, what's the paraphrase it? That's the yeah, word. you're going to paraphrase. Let's I'm going to paraphrase. But he basically said, mm. all you can do as a musician is be true to yourself and put out there what you want to put out there and be Beautiful. honest in what you do. Everything else is someone else's opinion. Yes, love that. Love that so, for, yes. As long as Ed Sheeran's doing what he wants to do and he's honest yeah. and he's true to himself, that's yeah. fine. It shouldn't matter what I think or anyone else thinks because there are millions of genres out there for everyone and there's sure. loads of stuff out okay. there for yes. everyone. Yes. It's kind of what I'm getting at. I and see what you're saying. Ed Sheeran might not be my bag, but it might be someone else's bag. I should sure. also say that I've also covered Ed Sheeran multiple times in live <laughs> venues around the world. <laughs> and in my covers contemporary duo that I was once in and we're on a hiatus at the moment, we've covered yes. plenty of Ed Sheeran songs. You can find them on YouTube if you want to look up JX Music UK. But JX, let's go. <laughs> but Which tracks? Which tracks? Don't yep. is the only one that's on YouTube. But we also covered oh. the single for the next album after that which i can't actually remember but was like the biggest track in the world for a year right um, right and even with this said the fact that you'd covered him you've never this is your first time listening to a full ed sheeran album correct correct <laughs> tell us about that experience all the preambles out the way apologies uh, okay. out the way now you can get raw tell the audience I don't hide your I feelings say now. i felt like i had a lot to say but i don't think i do <laughs> three the fire emojis three fire so the fucker gets in your head, is all I'm going to say. So, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. we recorded, we're recording today, Monday. Last yes. Monday, we recorded the last pod. Immediately after that pod, I listened to the album and I yeah. felt absolutely nothing. So, <laughs> <laughs> And that's been the cultural content consumption of Fraser Lauer. We both I feel then nothing. Yes. did not want to listen to that album for the rest of the week and had no desire to listen to it. I kept looking at it, kept going, no. <laughs> and then on Saturday, I listened to it again. Right. And then I listened to it. You did it. it. I, I, I did it. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I listened to it again on Saturday on a run. I got most of the way through it. And then on Sunday, I listened to it all the way through again on another Ooh. run. And I think today I sort of nipped to the shop and was just skipping through tracks to remind myself what I thought of them all. Wow. wow, wow. Okay. You did. Okay. I mean, so how did I've you... got through? I got through a couple of, at least two and a half, three times. After, after not feeling anything and feeling like quite aggrieved about having to go back, you then put it for runs. Was that because fuck it, I'll be running anyway, or was that actually yeah. really hard runs? <laughs> because you, like... it was just because I'm not gonna. <laughs> if right. I don't it's do like... it now, I'm yeah, not gonna yeah. listen to it. <laughs> 
and, okay. and and yesterday's run was a long run and I created a playlist called Homework um, nice. of which the first half was the new Ed Sheeran album second nice. half was the new Metallica album hey I'll let you guess which one 72 I'm seasons <laughs> let's go I really yeah. want to listen to that maybe pitch it okay so go on then let's let's so, so, let's... so, 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 so. I've, I've kind of got a little rundown of Lovely. how I feel about this album in front of Lovely. me okay so uh, the first song Boat Lovely song, lovely melody. Been on in my head all day today. Really annoying. Oh. Um, <laughs> then, <laughs> then we move on to Eyes Closed, which I think is the single. Um, it sounds like the obvious single. Yeah. It it sounds like all the other singles he's released to me. Um, I can ex- immediately hear how he's going to play it live on his loop station and all yeah. that um, because I've done that. I know how that works. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then also, this is one of my gripes. Oh, you haven't gotten to actual. Can I just say, a lot of it right now sounds like you keep saying you hate it, but then it's like, oh, it's stuck in my head. Tell me, let's get to some great. It it just seems so paint by numbers Ed Sheeran, which is not a bad thing. It's just a thing that it is that I don't necessarily enjoy anymore because that's what we need to. I've heard, I've heard it before. Okay. Um, Sorry, but this there was a specific gripe. Was it with the second song? No. So. I, whenever I listen to his songs, I can hear right. exactly how he's going to perform it live with his loop station. Right. And I wasn't going to come onto this now, but yes. I've okay. got um, some links to put in the show notes for you Ooh, about okay. performances of Ed Sheeran I've enjoyed. Most of ah. them involve a full band going, ah. doing something interesting, doing something not necessarily production-wise, but just bigger and not the loopy thing. Because I think... I don't know whether it's true or not, but I feel mm. he writes his songs with that in mind, which therefore restricts what he can do. Interesting. But I might be digging way too deep into it and no one really cares what I think. Except <laughs> you, because you might win. <laughs> but there's a, a link that I'm going to send you to a, a performance he did with John Mayer when John Mayer was hosting oh. The Late Late Show. Um, of which he performs with John Mayer and John Mayer's little um, sort of blues trio and mm. it's fucking delightful he performs dope mm-hmm. with him and I think it, it sounds great one of my favourite performances of Ed Sheeran which I can't find anywhere and I don't know why but it's really annoying is when oh, he performed wow. Sing on SNL in 2014 uh-huh. um, where he's there he, he does the, the start of the song all acoustic and then it goes Sing and then when it goes the everyone knows that song um, okay. a whole band behind him a massive <laughs> SNL it. band and a, right. like a whole like backing singers and stuff like that and I just feel He's a really good songwriter and could oh. do better and like oh. could put on a bigger oh. show. He performs Wembley with a giant, with a tiny little loop station. And I'm sure yeah. it's great. And the novelty of it's great. But for me, yeah. I find that's a trait that should be saved for something interesting when Ooh. it suits, but have, you could, he could do more. And that's my, fr- that's my frustration because listening wow. to this album, there are yes. lovely melodies. There's lovely chord progressions and he's allowed to use the same chord progression because he proved it in court, which is another thing we could come on to. <laughs> um but just getting back to the track listens then so he's got eyes closed he's got life goes on which is like his single ballad which is like i I wrote single ballad not it's his the only ballad on the album but it sounds like it's going to be the ballad single whether it's come out or not i don't know yeah um then there are two songs that um i really liked on the album Mm. that were different Yes. One's called Dust and the other one's called End of Youth. Dusty. I liked, I liked Dusty, sorry, Dusty. Yes. Um, I liked these because they were different and they were interesting. <laughs> very, very interesting things you're saying right now. Um, do you um, remember what made them different or they just, they stood out? and you, Dusty um, had like a nice little electronic little beep boop going yeah. on. And I think End of Youth was just, he comes in rapping hard or something yeah. like that. And I, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I really, I really liked that. I was like, yeah, come on, give me something else. Yes. yes. Um, 
Okay. Then now, there's a song it's... called Colorblind, which was fine. Then. Okay. Now this before where it fell apart. Okay, before it falls <laughs> apart, can I just show you something a bit crazy? So I've you got wrote a, the same a, things. Well, I've got a, a, a playlist that those are the two I added, Dusty and End of Youth. Those are the two standouts for me too. So very interesting. And will anyone else ever hear them because they're not on the Spotify algorithm? Who knows? But <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. Okay, now you're saying. We're then I heard to borderline the song curtains. Or curtains, right. okay. I heard the song Something curtains. Something about the sun shining and pulling open the curtains. And I just hated every minute of it. And I actually, my notes are just no, is what I wrote. <laughs> just no. I don't know. This reminded me of when James Blunt released his first album and there was a song on there that was kind of rocky. And everyone was Ooh. like, oh, have you heard the kind of rocky one? Um, that's what that sounds like to me. And I right. was just like, ugh. And then basically... Borderline afterwards was kind of like falsetto and fun, and I thought that was nice and interesting. Oh yeah, his falsetto on Borderline's crazy. It was lovely, yeah. but then anything, yeah. everything between Borderline and the Hills of Aberfeldy yeah. were a blur of yeah. meh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and okay. that's where the album should end because the rest said bonus tracks. Can we get on? My, can I get on my bonus tracks? Oh, run? <laughs> let's go on the bonus tracks run. We are. We've all been in the looking world of streaming. To... Okay. If you're going to release <laughs> an album, put the album out. Don't then just add bonus tracks at the end of it and all this other stuff because I don't know what you want me to hear. If you're an artist, tell me what you, where your album starts and finishes and release that. Or at yeah. least Spotify or Apple or whoever you are, give me yeah. the option to just listen to the album without it rolling Thank into you. other stuff that I'm not supposed Thank to listen you. to. Because where does so, it start and finish? So really weirdly, I don't know what it is that um, I taught myself how to grow old was in my head today by Ryan Adams. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Sorry, just a little bit of a tangent yeah. on this uh, subject of bonus tracks. So I typed Easy Tiger, the album it's on. I think it might be a. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. It's a bonus track on it, is it not? No, is it's, it? it's one of the. No, it's, no it's one of the closing. But there's two. The bonus track has a uh, version, is like an EP added, right? And yeah, they had yeah. both. And that's all I wanted to say is that the actual just Easy Tiger is 38 yep. clean minutes. Beautiful. Um, so that just made me think of that. That like, at the oh, very do least. Remember when I liked that album? Oh. Give me both. I'd still love that album. Listen, we're going to have yeah. to do uh, a big uh, chat about but that yeah, at some point. So, but this yeah. is a really great review. So basically, it's almost like to, to distill this. It's there a bit two songs by on it I liked. <laughs> two songs on it you like, but almost two I songs love. on it I liked. Two yeah. obvious singles that were very in my head, just Ed Sheeran singles. Yes, they you could be they could be pick them out from any of the albums, throw them in a bucket, pull them out. They 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 tick the same boxes. Um, but I, I I was almost when I when I put my feelings aside from my first listen and I was trying to get through it the second time. I was like, mm. okay, actually, there's things here. There's things and here. It's 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 the radio oneism of it that. I've listened to it a few times and then the fucker gets stuck in your head and you yeah. can't do anything about it. But that's because I forced myself to listen to it. Um, right, but right, right. there's not anything there that's really grabbing me or giving me any feels or anything like that. Right. So and not, but grab you, grab you as much as there's things to appreciate. Yeah. It's, right, it's not right. my cup of tea. And we mm. said we were going to talk about cups of tea today. But so, but... so many, so many things about it almost are, which is really interesting. So again, and context I, is so I, interesting. I, 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 Again, I yeah. go back to that, that earlier quote. If he's doing what he's true to and he's honest with yeah. himself and, and this is the music he loves to make, then yeah. that's fine and it's just my opinion. But I feel yes. like maybe if I listen to some of his collaborations or other things like that where he's being doing something a bit more creative and interesting and just right. taking it just that little bit further, just stretching it out. Right. I mean, even Coldplay... Even Coldplay, wow. I didn't even realise there was... I didn't know right you now. had that in your lexicon. <laughs> did, Let's go. Finish the Coldplay sentence. Finish the Coldplay what was, sentence. What was the song that was like... This boy has been making fun of me for years for liking Coldplay. No, Let's go. but like even the things like Viva La Vida and all that sort of stuff, it was yeah, different. Yeah, stuff going on. They went yeah, from yeah, yellow yeah. to that. Yeah. It's kind of... 
Yeah, they're at least know. trying shit. And like, what was like. it? Was it Paradise Hill? Was that a song? That was a song. I was Paradise. Obsessed. No, not Paradise. Uh, no, what is it? Violet Hill. You're thinking Violet you, Hill. You that was a song, song I was. I was obsessed with that song. They changed the it up. Just, it was they, really. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. cool. It was interesting. It's different. Even Muse. I like the songs that no one likes yeah. from Muse. <laughs> sure, sure, super sure. massive black hole. Banger. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I, it's it's so interesting to me because yeah, again with the context, right? Is that we're both actually probably maybe need to get out the maths thing. <laughs> age-wise we're probably his age we were doing open mics at the same time and i love that you when i looked this... up singing it was 2014 i almost cried <laughs> right 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 so like yeah. we're like the parallels of like you know how hundreds of people must have been hitting the open mics and he's like the one in so a thousand million we're those so, we're part no, of the thousand this is, million this is where i i as, as much as i don't it's not my cup of tea and all that sort of sure. stuff again sure. caveats 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 I respect him so much because he had yeah. the smarts to do what he did. Yeah. He looked at the open mic world and went, yeah. right, so these are a bunch of pretentious wankers singing their depressing songs to another <laughs> bunch of pretentious wankers that are going to go on stage and listen to them again. Not so sure basically... those are his words, but yes. <laughs> no, but it's how I interpreted it. Yeah, okay. I'm paraphrasing, paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah, paraphrasing. <laughs> Show title. Um, That's really nice. That helps you um, out. But no, but it's a bunch of acoustic guitar men yep, playing yep. in front of another bunch of acoustic guitar men and they're yep. just, no one no one there is actually interested in what anyone else has got to say sure, he went sure. right I'm going to go to poetry nights rap nights all that sort of stuff and I'm going to sure. take my stuff to them because sure. it's a different audience and they're not yes. expecting it and yes. another link I put here was the original um, thing that broke on YouTube 30, 12 million views on SBTV which is yes. performers of I Don't Need You uh, I, I Need You uh, You Need Me I Don't Need You right um, alright where he did his loop thing and all that sort of stuff back then and it broke and that 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 along with I think A Team eventually was what sort of pulled him yep. into the yep, mainstream yep. and got Shout him. Shout out to SBTV, break. that was back in the day. Yeah. Okay, so you got you got links and yep. you this is something you do rate him on. I really like one way you phrased it though last week, which is on top of the stuff you just said where he actually had an innovation in yep. that <clears throat> open mic sort of sector. He broke um, he broke he broke the open mic curse of the late two thousands. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we most definitely did not, right? But uh, yeah. and on top of that, you also said it is it's a it's a cliche, but it's true, and I love it. And it's like he did the work. He did the work. He yeah. put in the he put in the work. But it's, you know why? And he says yes to, to everything. So any right, TV right, right. show or anything, he says yes because he's like I spent, bit, he spent his life trying. It's to get, funny how it get, comes get back to break. this new yeah. dialogue is coming up on Twitter about sellouts and how it's a very different thing in like hip hop as opposed to indie rock. Like in hip hop, there isn't nearly as much sellout culture. The more you sell out, the better in a way, right? Whereas true, there's different. Um, cultures, different niches have a different take on selling out. And but I would was never say he's point, a sellout. No, no, no. This is the interesting uh, thing here with him, right? Where, I mean, he's almost so from the start. Selling out to me almost implies you had a position and then you changed it. It's not just yeah. about jumping on opportunities. He's always been an opportunity jumper. Someone yeah. like me, who's like not as good at jumping on opportunities, I almost just like resent it in a sort of like, how do you do that way? But yeah, all credit to him. And like you yeah. say, put in the graph, but like, my specific gripe with the putting in the work thing as much as i get it and i do agree i think that with like the worst among us like i always think that i'll give a really bad example i always think that with donald fucking trump mm. i always think listen he's not my favorite at all really don't like him motherfucker does the work whatever the work is he keeps getting up every day <laughs> and fucking saying his shit that guy isn't lazy about it i'm not saying i'm not i don't mean to compare ed sheeran and donald trump but like it's just funny oh, how like dear he does he, he does the work i always think that about like yeah but like you know shitty people do the work too i just think that's really funny that uh uh that i don't know I, I, I don't know if donald trump does do the work he does the work every fucking 
and uh, he's he's fucking oh here's here's how he's doing the work right in this respect he's fucking grinding he's hustling he's making his money sure he's like swindling a lot and he's like being really dodgy and he's like cheating but he's putting in the work to achieve things See, every uh, day yeah but i don't know if he's doing it he's probably telling people to do it oh but sure but this, that's this, what, this uh, for, for ed sheeran doing the work was he literally put himself out there he went out it's and a traveled, more pure kind it. of yeah. work fair enough fair enough okay <laughs> yeah, if you want to call glad, ed sheeran more pure than donald trump <laughs> fine all right your big old the hair fan. may be the same but <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's quite similar it's actually striking now i want to i want to i want to piggyback on some of this because this was also my first listen of a full ed sheeran album and i haven't even had the experience you have of covering his songs some of the mm. stuff you were mentioning of oh i like this so, like you have a bit more actual contextual awareness of ed sheeran than i do i mm. almost would like go into a place hear his voice and be like i don't even know who that is and the thing that i found hard about this album is He's almost like uh, uh, I, my, my thought listening to it is it's like if so Damien which, which Rice, which former leader are you gonna? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next? <laughs> if Damien Rice was a bit more like bland and he could like hit some sort of Beyonce, Mariah Carey like ah, like notes, that that's almost like he's he's not nearly as dirty, gritty, and grimy as Damien Rice, but like he writes. Do you know who Ed Sheeran says is one of his biggest influences? It must be Damien Rice because yeah, I felt Damien that Rice, all yeah. over the album and then the craziest part of that is I thought that was a bit of a stretch in my head. I went and uh, had a bit of a look into uh, Subtract and Lisa Hannigan the very famous vocalist Aww. who used to be with uh, Damien Rice um, is on some of the, the tracks on this album. So there, there's like a like good for him if he's a super fan because that, that makes sense and I hear a lot of him but uh so his his voice this is where i can't tell if just 10 years of not being super attuned to the mainstream of music the reason i don't quite bond with his voice one listen i listened to it one time but you, the reason you've got a thing with people's voices joe <laughs> the reason i didn't quite bond with his voice is i almost feel like everyone kind of sounds like him now and i maybe just didn't notice it mm. so because he's been the no most... it's just all the songs you listen to are ed sheeran <laughs> so... well i i guess but <laughs> i just you say you think that you think they do most of most of the right music all these on the songs that has, has been him yeah because like even without going out of my way to listen to him i suppose i have just by osmosis and being out in the world yeah. i probably have heard a lot of ed sheeran and, and maybe songs. my biggest gripe isn't with ed sheeran but it's right. with when you put on the radio or you put on something everything must it's, sound it's just it's no you're just fed him a lot oh i see what you're saying. and right, so right. so you could put on radio one and, and over the course of two hours you'll probably hear three or four ed sheeran songs sure, or something sure, sure. Featuring ed sheeran. it's it's so it's probably just i feel attacked more than necessarily <laughs> i don't like the music which i but, feel like might be how you used to feel about uh coldplay right that possibly. used to be quite aggressively thrown your your way yeah. it's hard it's hard not to to feel a way i think we discussed this about like they don't need my help as a fan right and there yeah. is a bit of that with ed sheeran right and i i, I can't there's not quite maybe something unique and weird enough mm. to win me over to be like a super fan but like i found it really hard to dislike it it was a fucking easy listen i yeah. really liked dusty there was weird stuff going on there end of youth i almost felt like it reminded me of how I really thought I'd be a goody two-shoes and watch the Disney Plus documentary about him because the little I've heard, it gets quite personal and he's been through stuff, blah, blah, blah. In End of Youth, he gets quite into like hard times, man, and mental health and like either whether it's I wanted to take my life once upon a time. Because there's there's a couple of twats out there like us like trying to 
slate him or I don't think like that. I don't think that might, that's the full issue but I think at the end of the day he's just a human like anyone who, mm. who's going to go through life stuff and celebrity will not in fact insulate you from that which is always yeah. just something we have to learn over and over as a culture because people still will aspire to fame as if it will protect you like it's some sort of spiritual mm. bubble and it's just not right so that's uh, refreshing now uh, I was just I just remember there's yeah. another so just to add to the list of cool things that I do like um, there was a, lot, a, there, a lot more of those than you, you, the preamble supposed. I do like but, this. But the, there's another performance of him performing Bad Habits with Bring Me the Horizon or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. The Brits. Fucking and sick. It's just, those, those are the things that I'm like, yes, that's that's cool. That's interesting. That's different. So, it's all, and it's, so do, you, do you maybe feel like then... It's, it's just, it's, it's the... I, I don't know. I don't know. It's His albums are too easily successful, right? So he's never been like super ambitious with an album project, making it as weird and wacky and majestic maybe as he could. A, yeah. And, and maybe Something. just um, later in life, when you've only got time for music or we struggle to fit albums in our life, whatever we, we've been saying the last time sure, we talked sure, about sure. albums, it's about, I need something that's going to make me sort of interesting grab me give me something different that I'm not hearing every single day. Right. And that's and probably the, what... The, the key to me is though, that it's not that you didn't, um, like parts and bits and stuff. Yeah. Now, the bit where it crosses over for you is there's a few where like, it's almost like this is a pleasant experience and it's like a nice little straight line. But then sometimes it's almost like so bland that you actually, you did find it to be a turnoff and that would be like curtains. And the second half of the album. off and I couldn't remember it. That's the problem. And that would be the second half of the album. Okay. Now with, yeah. the, with, with all that said, Apart was, we should shout out The Hills please. of Aberfeldy. Yeah, a lovely, lovely song. song. It is a, a lovely, lovely song. It's a lovely song. I almost feel like and, he's... And I know that millions and millions of people and their yeah. mums and dads are going to say the same thing. He's so good a singer. And you're right, I yeah. do have a thing about voices. He's so good a singer that, like, that stuff about, like, actual struggle shit is what is going to attract me, right? That yeah. you ripped out But he wasn't soul. always. And this is another example of him oh, doing yeah. the work. He openly says he was a terrible singer. He just freaking worked at it. Oh, and that's it. See, fair yeah. play. Like, like uh, yeah. he does the work. Um, I, I think with... there's an interview out there where he, he, he shared, like, a, a, a clip of him before... Yeah. He was yeah. successful when he was still trying out and stuff like that. And it yeah. was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, he wasn't that great. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so, again, this might be another one of my little um, idiosyncrasies. But, like, there is something I've always said, you know, that's that's how we'll sort of um, distinguish our different, uh, like, styles or just ways of appreciating things. Yeah. That my whole thing used to be, like, even if it's just a, a guy with a two-string guitar and a, a broken voice, if it's really coming from his soul, I'll resonate with that more than mm. the technically proficient. All right? So, with all that said... I think sometimes his voice is so good now because it is. You can't deny that. Like yeah. sometimes I'm like, it's almost like. Conversely, it bypasses the feeling for me just because it's so fucking polished and on point. So a few like end of youth, he almost sounded out of breath at points. It's like yeah. Ed Sheeran, your problem, mate, is you're so fucking polished and good that I don't know how human you are sometimes. So sometimes yeah. when just even if maybe from his point of view, it's like a bit of a quality drop. That might be where you get to see his heart a bit more. Maybe that would work for me more. All of that said, I think compared to his other shit, we've never listened to his full albums, right? I think this might be actually getting more to the raw, uh, more raw side of Ed Sheeran because very weird little tangent is that I put off listening to this album and thought maybe this will be the first time I don't even jump on board, but I didn't want to. I wanted to have this chat with you and feel informed because I kept listening to the new national album. I'm really in love with the new national album called The First Two Pages of Frankenstein. Yes, who produced this album? Mr. Aaron Desner of The National produced this album. It's a big thing. He's become the super indie producer guy ever since he was the one who worked on Folklore and Evermore. And now mm. suddenly, 
my brain is a bit fucked from this, bro, because I used to be like... I don't boy- hear it. It just sounds... <laughs> well, well whether, I, the, not only in the production, in the writing, mm. he wrote all okay. of the songs with Aaron Desner. And just the weird thing to my brain... And I, I like that it's not like jumping out at you, because mm. maybe it wasn't about um, stylistic things in the production as much as the songwriting. I wouldn't... Um, I haven't done quite enough research to speak to that. But just the weird thing in terms of my like my universe of musicians and people I write and my preconceived notions is I would put like Bonnie Vare over here with like mm. the super hardcore just does what he wants guys and i put ed sheeran over here in my head of like oh super mainstream just does what he needs to do to keep a big the national audience. in the middle for you <laughs> and the national are more the bonnie Vare side but yeah. like it turns out actually that now that he's worked with taylor swift like dude mm. the drummer you there's, there's a name that's about to come out here that you're not i can't actually pronounce it james krivchenia the drummer from big thief features on this album on three tracks do you know where he tracks. doesn't feature on tour with Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Which is, I, so, I like so is, that that's your gripe. Because I, I, I can imagine for the 20 people out there listening, there's probably some <laughs> yes. people out, out there shouting and going, but hey, Ed Sheeran, uh, the, reason, the reason he does what he does is because he's honest to how he started. And it's just him and his acoustic guitar and his loop pedal. And he wants to be honest to himself and all that sort of stuff. Mm, and I'm like, mm. that's great. I appreciate that. That's mm. fine. Mm. I just think he's missing an opportunity. For your taste, doing, your yeah. cup of tea. Yeah. So, the, so actually, as throw a, a few major sevenths in there, or something <laughs> with the chord progressions, just, you know. Try not to, and it, not and to it, get in court again. You can't get over his his melody writing, his songwriting, his lyric writing, all that sort of stuff is brilliant. Yeah. and all that. It just, I, I feel know about like, brilliant I, for lyric writing. I don't know about brilliant. Serviceable. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you just said he was being honest. You said in end of youth, he was getting deep. He did but, listen overall. But no, but he, the guy could write a hook. Oh, mate, this was that was my first take. Thirty seconds yeah. in, I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, if there's one like, stuck in your head. <laughs> yeah, mate. And then every song, I feel like he's the sort of guy. You know, like when you're feeling a like a creative energy. He's the sort of guy that if you're just playing music with, motherfuckers got hooks for days. Yep. He's, his problem is he's probably got too many and he's got to figure out which one's the best one because the way that like very standard chord progressions as you say and then he'll be like oh mate that's so catchy fuck you bro he's so he's uh, so, clearly talented at talk, it. talking about chord progressions can i just say i completely oh, agree with his his take Lawyer? and i'm uh, yeah no no, no, <laughs> no I, I i agree with his I, I think i sent you i've i've been spamming you with ed sheeran shit this week sure along with followed by i don't want to listen to ed sheeran um, <laughs> very confusing but there, there's like a Scores little will in, be interesting. in an interview after the court case saying what he did and all that sort of stuff and i completely agree with him and his argument and all that sort of stuff you can't copyright a chord progression because otherwise we'd all be fucked and, it, right. and it's true uh, apparently he went in front of the um the Press. jury or whatever and and played 101 different songs with all the same chord progression to what prove fucking good defense mate i hope they make yeah. a documentary out of that shit that'll make me a fan for life that's um as and uh, and, 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 and and he genuinely said in this little clip of yeah. the interview that if he'd lost the case he would have stopped writing songs he'd be that right. i found what the, what the that point? i found very interesting. that was like a fine if you if you you know i don't yeah. know i found that a very like uh what's it called a bit of an ultimatum like oh shit do we have to <laughs> like acquit this guy just so he keeps bringing money into the music industry fair enough that was how much it affected him but um yeah just i find the whole court case very interesting and some of the takes i saw are basically if this goes wrong for him it sets a very bad precedent so in that respect yeah. power and, to and the to artist honest, he now he, he fought his case but he's always gonna have idiots out there going oh you're the one who stole music even though he's one right and it and right. And he's now going to have to live with that. But he and apparently he got loads of messages from other artists saying thank you for what you did because you defended. I'm, I'm glad because yeah, I think that's a very very good point. These progressions you can't you can't 
It's the whole fucking... It's, if anything, I think that is a symptom of how successful he's gotten. He has got, like, God love you, mate. You got too successful. It happens. Because, you got... because Bob Dylan put all of the chords in the C scale in a row and wrote like a <laughs> rolling stone. Right, and, right Which right. basically means we're all fucked because now yep. we can't put any of those chord progressions in a row ever again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's funny though. Like that amount of success does come with consequences and I don't wish it on anyone. And Blink-182 would be fucked as well. <laughs> Listen, the chord progression thing is real. Most punk bands would be fucked. Like what are we talking about? It's yeah. just these two... So- and in terms of the... Who so were the I people was... he was fighting against, by the way? What was Marv- I... Marvin Gaye's estate? So not even oh. Marvin Gaye. Yeah, so I th- it, it was pretty estate. Yeah, I think it was pretty. Uh, what's it called? Transparently a money grab or whatever. But coming back to my like constellation of like, oh, Sorry. you're over here, super mainstream. Here's my like real artist. I think you make a really good point. Paraphrasing your your man about if you're making music that's honest to you, that's the main thing. I actually have a new equivalent. Apologies for the the Donald Trump comparison earlier, my friend. He's actually the Steven Spielberg. Because Steven Spielberg, I also think, makes his shit from the heart and it means a lot to him. It just happens to super resonate with mainstream audiences. And I think that is similar for Ed Sheeran. I don't... The thing is, I think for Sheeran and Spielberg, I think very naturally, they do think about how the audience will take it. And that's almost a fun part of the creative process for them is accommodating that and attending to that. He probably fucking loves his fans and wants to give them the shit they like, which is cool. Others, like, you know, to go really far on the other side, Radiohead, the whole fucking point is, bro, if you give me the same that you just gave me, we as your audience are like, what are you saying? Come on, mix up. <laughs> right? That's almost the demand you make of yeah. an artist and you really I rate. completely understand the irony that on one hand, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm having beef at Ed Sheeran. Yeah. On the other hand, I fucking love Michael Jackson. <laughs> so. Right? Bro? And, and, yeah, and I think that's quite clearly part of it is the childhood thing. But, but then there's... Part, yeah, true nostalgia, part, childhood part. thing, and stuff like that. But yeah. there are like four years between Michael Jackson albums. They sure. don't necessarily all sound the same. Sure, and sure, sure. There are only now, I don't know, Ed Sheeran's probably got more albums than Michael Jackson did as a solo career yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, which yeah. is crazy yeah. to think as well. So yeah. it's just, I just think in today's culture, to quote oh. our, uh, to quote our pod title, um, we just fed so much stuff. To use the word culture. At... <laughs> <laughs> Yep, uh, yep, the beer's gone, by the way, just so we're <laughs> at that point in the pod. Um, to, yeah, I, I lost my train of thought now. No, Fuck you've got you, this. this I, I enjoyed that. To use the word culture, right? In this culture, just, you've got everything thrown more... at us. Yeah, you right. can't go on fucking TikTok without hearing a song or something like right. that. You know, it's right, just, right. it's everywhere. You can't yep. avoid it. You can pick up a phone and listen to whatever you want, whenever you want. You don't so have to go you to need a shop something and buy a CD. You don't yeah. have to go to a shop and buy, physically buy a CD or a tape or whatever it is yep. and yep. bring it home and listen Dude, to it and choose hey, when you're going to listen to it or whatever. For, for some jaded 30-something singer-songwriters like us to even find any value in this after the years we've spent walking through shopping centres hearing his shit is actually credit to him. Because I really press play almost as a joke. You know what? That's how he's going to sleep at night, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's sleeping on his piles of money just fine, mate. I don't think... That's, that's the one Ooh, that almost... Can you move that 20? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was his one take about, like... That is, to me, like, just a too elevated a celebrity to even get it anymore, where he did have this whole... People don't need to read reviews anymore. Just listen to the music. You've quoted that in our pod a few times. That's the only pu- public utterance of his where I was like, mate, wrong take entirely. We yeah. need reviews. Stop trying to squash on this 20 audience member strong podcast, please. We want to re- review your album. For and the most part, part we have good things bit, to say. That, those songs between Borderline and The Hills of Aberfeldy or whatever, yes. Yes. that might be one of his favourite songs in there. And I've just walked straight over it. 
Yeah, and again, <laughs> which is sad. It, I mean, it is sad, but you gave it you gave it three spins. Uh, bless your heart, you gave it a try. And also, yeah, it's it's so many different things. It's all it's timing. It's not just the fact that you're you're you were a child for Michael Jackson. It's like you're a very specific person now listening to Ed Sheeran. Imagine you were a child listening to him. That might yeah. be a whole other thing it's times in life you listen to stuff and i think we've given him a fair shout i think compared to you're trying to wrap up now <laughs> well, a little bit listen listen uh, compared to the rage you opened up with i think we've had quite a nuanced look at it i i dude i dude, dude sorry sorry to jump yeah. this is hot off the press oh my god just received a message to yeah. our to our chat that yeah. says with a curated list of mc mcu movies jeff could be a marvel guy I just, I, I, I just thought we've never had a breaking news live on the pod. Breaking news live on the pod is someone thinks someone might like something. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that take. Listen, let's get uh... that curated. I mean, you've sort of been, we've sort of started that process. You've been curating a list. I've watched yeah. Spider-Verse. I've watched Guardians. Um, I just want to say, I want to wrap up with... We started off with a lot of rage and ambivalence and negativity. You're disappointed uh, that we haven't argued as much. <laughs> well, not even just not even disappointed. I just really do. Off, off, off the top of your head, before you do my guesses, yes. If you were reviewing it, yeah. What would your three scores be? For me. For you. If yeah, you, yeah. This, so you, these aren't your guesses for me. These are your guesses yeah. for you. Yeah. If these are your guesses, for, this is your review. <laughs> my re- my review. Yeah, I think yeah. mine would be like a one three three. Ooh, yeah no okay. i threed up mate i really I, I i think i've spent so many years i think you've said this about me um, yeah. when we watched tom mccray live he made a reference to ed sheeran live on stage someone he's he's so successful he's like the butt of the joke if you want to make the same way like if you're a brainiac you get called an einstein if you're some sort of too successful musician or a bit that of a... such a lovely take by the way <laughs> No, 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 but if you're too clever, like someone's trying to take the mick out of you for being right. clever, they call you Einstein, which right. really it, is saying you're really clever. Right, <laughs> exactly. And if you're some sort of any sort of um, like, you're, oh, you're a bit too corporate, you're a bit too good yeah. at what you do, you're a bit too shiny. I mean, I've poppy. thrown the Coldplay comment out multiple times. Right, right, pod. right. Yeah. And then and then Tom McRae on stage, who like for me is like a really good actual comparison because he's much older. He had his time in the sun. Now he's got a small but devoted fan base, but he's like fucking not Ed Sheeran, right? In terms of success. But he's out here writing dark, unique, lovely songs. And the point he made on stage, and you literally gave me a nudge, like, see, because I've been a bit of an Ed Sheeran hater just because he feels too omnipresent in the culture. And he said, like, he's doing it the right way. He's doing music that works for him. And it's the same quote from your guy. And I think it's the main point of this episode. If you're doing what works for you, the rest is kind of kind of gravy. And yeah, I really press play thinking like, oh, I'm going to hate this. I'm doing it as a joke. And then like every now and again, I was like, fuck, that was good. Yeah. He writes great songs. Um, and as I say, not all of them. And the second half uh, lagged for me a bit too. I think a lot of his lyrics are cliche. But then I'll have one last niggle with you, actually. Very cliche lyrics in it. But for me, it actually worked. And it was called No yeah. Strings. And it was one. Of, it was on the latter half of the album. <laughs> And there was just something about it where I was like, he's putting, he's like, he's clearly writing a song to his wife or his partner or whatever. And it was just about like, we have an unconditional love. Even if you fall apart, I'm there for you kind of vibe. There's no strings on my love. Fucking all right, mate. Lame. But, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? At the same time as I'm like, if I, if like, there's a bit, there's a bit of me that's like, oh, that's so cliche. But like, I also like found it a bit wholesome and sweet and it like fitted with him. And I think we have to be conscious of like the love actually of music. Yeah, dude, there is a bit of that. That's a really good example. It is a bit. He's the love actually of music. He's got a lot of different touch points today, Mr. Ed Sheeran. But now let's get on to some scores with our 
Mr. Anusis. Okay, so I don't think I, th- I don't think you were consciously double bluffing. I think you were like you were feeling that aggrieved about listening, but then it was just more to unpick there. I really like the take that you actually find a lot of potential there. You just want him to get a bit more wacky and creative. It's almost like he could be fucking me. I, I, I would there. love to like go in a studio with him and go right. You've wow. got all of that. Let's right. do something really fucking fun with it. Wow. That and that's kind of where I'd come from. I thought you were going to say then, I would love you to go, love dude, get out of my studio. <laughs> <laughs> that's really. I feel like you wouldn't. How did you get in here? <laughs> you wouldn't say that about other albums you didn't vibe with, but there's something almost like there's something both of us. I guess just the acoustic sing song. It's weird to find something frustrating. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a very weird thing, and it's and it makes me sound so fucking pretentious. I want to kill myself. I don't think so. But... <laughs> I don't think so. I think I think you got out there the big Ed Sheeran super fans, and you got the big Ed Sheeran haters. I don't think that many actually delve into. And I don't hate of, him. I don't. You know, hate neither. Him. And you no. know what? Now that I've listened to his album, neither do I. Before no strings, I kind of no strings. No, attached, man. Listen, no strings. You're good. What's your guesses? Okay. Come. What's My guesses guess? are. <sighs> I think. I mean, if you're if you're trying to give me something that isn't a one for your anticipation, this is false advertising. I think you felt a nice little two throughout, and I've just guessed that the lady doth protest too much. And actually, when you were reflecting, there was enough that you liked, and you gave it a three. I'm going one, two, three. I also thought that was just nice. One, two, three. Very close. Ooh, what are we saying? It could have been a one, two, three. Ooh, instead it's it? a two, two, three. Ah, okay, okay. Which so... I can't tell whether that's. Hold on. So I'm off because of anticipation. Fuck you. That's false advertising. You've sent me over and over. I was waiting Why do I have to listen to Ed Sheeran? This sucks. You did double bluff me. God damn it, Christopher. Thing is, I... I thought one would be a bit too... I don't know. I was struggling struggling with my anticipation because I listened to it so quickly. Yeah. that's Off the back of the last pod, I listened to it so quickly. So therefore, was my not liking it yeah to listen to it again that's yeah, not really anticipation it just meant i didn't enjoy it so listen. it's kind of like a weird one <laughs> you know um, that you know the, the honest, enjoyment team. could have been a three if it wasn't oh. for that song curtains which is fucking dreadful <laughs> ed take it out delete it fuck put, take one of the bonus tracks put it there instead or wow. something so it sounds like it's know, less about the second really, half it's just it really curtains. makes me really makes me angry that song yeah <laughs> i do i'm never I so angry listening to a song i genuinely was listening to, to yep he's good this song's got chords good for you mate um <laughs> The, 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 and it's like it sounded like garage band electric guitar oh really or did you feel like, that yeah it just yeah, said, I was just like yeah. it's like they didn't even get an amp out for it I don't know maybe mate the amount of money that we're gonna have, have to have a go pay. at the national man because he obviously produced alright Aaron Desner come on mate what are we saying curtains you should have talked about that one at so least. yeah two, um, two two three and I, I had to give it a three because there's good songs on there there's, there's that there's, there's two songs in the middle that I liked there's wow. songs on there that other people must like wow <laughs> yeah yeah no I love that it's a, a three in retrospect for for you and okay, same as me. Me. that's just fucking stupid it's, wow it's, okay it's fine people who don't like it you're in a bit are stupid you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen hey, like the take from Christopher same Anusis. with people who don't get everywhere 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 <laughs> everywhere all at once <laughs> everything everywhere the legal yeah, teams we're gonna have to pay to actually unpick the nuances of our scores and whether a one means a two or a two means a one and you anticipated it well and then no you it straight I, away. I wrote down two two three yeah you you either get it you don't I, I'm just I'm I'm gonna get a legal team similar to Ed so Sheeran's case court today. case. No, I was No, uh, you won. I won. I was one yeah. off and you were yeah, two off. Yeah, I was off. two off, yeah. Now, this is gonna be very interesting. I, I feel a, a semblance of tit for tat sometimes with our pitches. This one was interesting today because you gave me another piece of work from Mr. Michael J. Fox, who's like a childhood 
idol of yours and i consciously tried this is something that's like a big deal but that neither of us would listen to voluntarily and i don't have an attachment to let's throw it in there for jokes that was my approach and while you threw me your childhood hero yet again um Mm -hmm. so you know we had two very different things today today what are we doing today i'm going to pitch you christopher anusis with live performances looming there's a band who you've loved for many years but mm. I'm not sure you're too familiar with their debut album. It's called The Big Come Up, the band of the Black Ooh. Keys. And it's time you get to grips with their very first album. Another ooh. Yay! <laughs> a, an ooh and a yay. What are we saying? Because we, we do saying? have a live performance looming. Yeah. <laughs> the boys on your podcast are, in theory, attending a show. And we should be a bit more familiar with their work before we... We go get us some Black Keys and, action. And I, will, I will just say off the back of last week's uh, Into the Spider-Verse, yes. I am determined that Ooh. me and you both go watch the sequel in a week we've, or two's time when it comes out. We've I'm, been determined we, we, before. We are going to make that happen. Uh, and I'm let gonna, me let you behind. Let me uh, break the fourth wall. Let me let you wall. behind. Let me let you behind the curtain. Let me break the fourth wall. I, got, I, I yeah. interrupted myself there. There is a film. Because you've been determined a few times to go to the cinema with each other, yeah. right? Dude, there's a film I saw at the cinema this week. And listen... It, I'm not telling this podcast every bloody thing I consume because sometimes I consume too much and it's a problem. I mean, we've please. cut the week that was out. So that <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please help. Stuff. Please help me. This podcast actually curb some of this. But um, there's a film I watched that if I could just, it's just a bit too long. Bo is afraid. Have you seen any of the marketing for Bo is afraid? Who's in it? Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. I have. Is it like oh. a weird? Oh, dramedy horror or something i mean very well summarized yes that is what it is and if i could if i could uh have my druthers and just take you to the cinema mate i want to take you to see that so but i get scared but, though because i don't do scary movies <laughs> i mean maybe who knows but for now into the spider-verse taking that top spot we should probably have like a top 10 of like films yeah. we need to go and then sun- suddenly we will get the opportunity to see a movie and we won't just watch wrestling together I mean, we'll do something lame and then we'll do it Scraps. That does um, not sound like this. Us. This I came into this pod without a pitch for you. Great. Um, I scrolled through my list before we started, and I mm. had one for you. Mm-hmm. But then I said the what words changed? almost. No, not almost. Love actually, or something. Yeah. Oh wow! Which I don't oh, know on. why. Made me think of another movie. Oh wow! Um, and we like threads. We do like threads. We like to like. We like threads. Yeah. There is through lines a movie and threads that Ed Sheeran starred in. Briefly, what in the what in the fuck in are you doing? Twenty nineteen, right <laughs> <laughs> which is a movie I have not seen. Reconsider, and I, and I really don't actually plan on watching it either. Pull back from the brink. <laughs> uh, called Yesterday. Wow. Um, no, directed you know by what? Danny Boyle. Okay. Um, okay. And written by Richard Curtis. These sound like Love Actually people. I don't. Yes. Know if they actually yeah. Yeah. Them. Richard Curtis is the Love Actually guy. Okay. okay wow. Cool. I can't believe this so, is happening right now. But yes. I don't know if you've actually have you seen this movie or not. Be honest, if you have or not. I haven't. You haven't? I have not. I have not seen this movie. And at points in my life, I almost have, but I have not. And now Is it I because you've done what I've done? You've come in, it's on the TV, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And then you switch it off. <laughs> so that's the film about there's no Beatles songs in the world? Yeah, some guy hits his head. He wakes up. Yeah. No one's heard of the Beatles, but he knows all the Beatles songs. So he starts writing those songs. Well, not writing those songs, but playing those songs and gets really famous as a result yeah. of playing all the I'm Beatles not gonna, songs. I'm not going to elaborate on my reasons for not having watched it because that might give you my anticipation score. But yes, oh, I have not know. watched it. <laughs> <laughs> What's How my rule? I never, I never go three or above or something. It's almost two hours. <laughs> Bruv, you've just done a thing. <laughs> to be fair, the Black Keys... This is not. Always, this was not on my list, but suddenly I just thought, what can I do? <laughs> the thing suddenly is, I so, just thought, 
Ed and now you was in that movie. I just said Love Actually, and it pieces just fell in place. A music film, and in theory, a Beatles film. I get it. I have to be there. I have to watch it. It is a bit of an oversight of mine that I haven't. Um, you have to watch it too. You do get that, right? I mean, nope. you don't technically. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't actually have to. I could just come guess your scores, and you could just tell me what you thought. It's of it. really hard. I would rate <laughs> you if you could do that. You feel? You feel? I don't know. Maybe we did that in an early episode. I can't remember, but it's quite hard. I'd rate you if you did it, and then I could just talk, and you could just be like, "Okay, I believe you." Oh, Everyone in you. the world has forgotten the Beatles. Wow. Everyone except Jack. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's go. We have things to consume this week, people. You know what we should start doing? Okay, if you we're sticking gave with... me a lovely album. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What the fuck, bro? If we're sticking with hashtag review two things for now, if you had to pick just one of us to be this week, ladies and gentlemen, dear readers, dear listeners, tweet us. At CCC appraisal. Uh, most people would watch yesterday, Jeff. No one. Do you was, reckon? Was, no one wants to listen to the Black Keys' first album. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we've been talking about what what's the determining factor in our very hectic lifestyles, running times, and that's a nice fifty-something minute album, which is fucking long to be fair for an album. So oh, good luck shit. with that too. Fifty-something minutes <laughs> yeah. of just bow, 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 bow. <laughs> No need to tune in next week. We've given quite a few takes on both of these already. Um, you should have your anticipation scores written down, even though we don't. Um, the sun's coming out. So with all the culture you're consuming, um, also get some sun and take some take some downtime. I don't know if you feel the same, Christopher, but do you ever feel like, okay, here's, here's some very specifically no content time. We shouldn't always be filling things into know, I'm content holes i'm contented up the wazoo se- i'm deep into season three of drive to survive at the moment i'm having a wow. great time it's 2020 covid's here teams are going crazy <laughs> it's great it's so much fun <laughs> i fucking love that show jeff honestly oh, it's really? really good why is so, that being uh, pitched then god damn it <laughs> i want to love it too listen uh, we've the got the new series this new all-star series of uh, drag, race. drag race which is great where i yeah. sent you a video of their task was genuinely um uh, RDR Live, which was basically they had to do an SNL thing. Wow, wow, it was great. It was I mean, so much fun. I mean, if people who are listening have a suggestion, Christopher would used to send me like a little video, and I'd be like, "Well, I've got two minutes. Let me watch the two-minute video." I'm currently having an issue of like, even if it's quite a small thing he sends me, like I've got other shit on his behalf. I have to be consuming <laughs> as a priority. It's like part. You of didn't my... have to listen to Ed Sheeran. Imagine if you didn't, and I gave you that review. Now nah, I'm really glad I did actually. To like, I'm really glad I did. I actually like. Yeah. I've made peace. I'm now so happy with that you Ed. picked the same two songs of all of those songs. I don't even. It's know how many crazy, songs right now. Dusty. I was suddenly like, "Fuck!" Like I was getting that he had qualities. Don't get me wrong, but that yeah. I was like, "This is." Hold on, am I about to say the sentence? This is an Ed Sheeran song I like. It was a big experience, <laughs> um, and we've had a fun episode. Please go um, enjoy whatever whatever other content you consume. But then you know what? And enjoy it. You you don't you don't have to like what we like. We don't have to yeah. like what you like. Go Argue enjoy with stuff, us. man. Yeah, go is enjoy fun, stuff. debating is fun having a competition is fun liking what you like is fun own what you like what you like is right for you we love you for yep. it thanks for listening doesn't and... matter if there are three wrestling pay-per-views <laughs> this weekend <laughs> this coming and weekend you have a, and you have a two-hour movie to fit into <laughs> we were so close to getting out of this episode without being judged for other things we're trying to consume but it's right we should we should uh, be more transparent with our audience the content is never ending enjoy the infinite scrolling we'll see you next time Goodbye. Take care. If you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak, the microphones bleed because they're so cheap. We're sorry to your ears. If you don't 
like the intro or the bit in the middle or this outro if you don't like the whole show question why were you here if you don't like the podcast if you think we both speak too fast too many tangents never stay on task pick up a book instead if you don't like what we recommend if your patience wears thin towards the end if you think you could do better with your friend please go ahead if you don't like this content or like me the word content then please go be more content and never listen to us again